Well, welcome back to the podcast, Conversations with Jeff Bucknam. Dr. Jeff Bucknam is the lead teaching pastor, sorry, lead pastor of vision and teaching. Yeah, you know, Tommy, if you're not going to get it right, it's not really worth having you around. Yeah, I can't believe that I messed that up. That's like... <laughs> That's one, okay. Next week, it'll change again. Yeah. It'll, yeah. <laughs> Title schmeidels. Uh, and I'm your host, Tommy Kreitz. Um, I'm the campus pastor of Crystal Lake. I know that one because it's it's mine. And... Uh, and we are going to have a conversation today with someone, or you are, and because uh, we believe everyone has a story. But before that, our little pre-ramble, pre, pre, uh, this is part of the show. The pre-ramble. The pre-ramble, where uh, we, on the show for about 10 minutes or so, we just talk about what everyone want to talk about, or current events, or things that matter. So what are we talking about today, Tommy? Well, a um, couple big things in the world. Uh, one of the uh, biggest hoaxes of, of the past I don't know, decade maybe, right? Mm. Which is the 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 Russia, yeah, the, the Russia Trump collusion, the thing. collusion, and, and some the dude big wrote news came three hundred and something pages about, it and spent two years studying, and realized there's actually nothing at all yeah. that happened at all. Wow, no reason at all for anyone to have ever said anything. Yeah, except a conversation at a bar that a couple is dudes that what had it was? <laughs> I think so. I don't. Uh, we are not a political podcast no, we're by not any a means, podcast. but I just we think do that, think it's funny to talk about things like this. I do because it's like, Hey, you know what? Remember that time we lied to you all those years and told Listen, you all that stuff that all the stuff though today that we're saying is totally true. Yeah. That was the biggest thing in the news for so long. Yeah. Kept coming back and coming back and right. coming back in the news yeah. organizations were reporting on it. This is absolutely yeah. true. This, there's no way it's false. There's no way it's fake. And then exactly. he's going to be in prison soon. Uh huh. And then, <laughs> I guess not. I guess, I guess not. not. I guess it wasn't even a thing. A thing, which um, should make your discernment grow. So how many of you out yeah. there are going to be sitting by a bar or maybe in Subway or Starbucks soon, and you'll be having a conversation about something, and one of you will make something nutty up just because they're irritated with their boss and that will eventually make it so that the entire country uh, collapses in on itself. Yeah. Cause that's what we've got here. That's what we've got. It started as a, a conversation and became the biggest. That's <laughs> so fascinating. Hey, but seriously, they ever, that was the only time you can trust they ever did. That. Yeah. Yeah. Listen, you might not be able to trust uh, mainstream media, but you can trust us here at Conversations. Get your news Bucknam. from us. Yeah, we are a credible news source that... Dude, we're as credible as anybody else. Yeah, we can make stuff up too. <laughs> totally. We're super good at that. Have you heard about the conspiracy? The birds aren't real. Have you heard about that? No. Let's make that up. Let's make that a thing. Let's make that the big Okay, what is it? News what cycle. is the conspiracy that birds aren't real? So I think it started as a joke. Am I, you guys look at, no, it's real. You're people, looking around okay, the room sorry, at the I'm just, different people. Yeah, I'm looking at the people. Uh, it was real. Okay. So it's this conspiracy that, um, that, that there are no real birds, um, that they have all been killed off and replaced with um, hyper advanced technological um, spying yes. machines from the government, Big Brother style. And their like famous thing on their website is like, have you ever seen a baby pigeon? So if you live in a city... The question is, have you ever seen a baby pigeon? And the answer is no. No one's ever seen a baby pigeon. They're all humongous. <laughs> and and so they would have like billboards uh, that they would drive around in the cities. Yep. Birds aren't real. Birds aren't real. And uh, and so it's it's one of, it might be my favorite. 
like conspiracy. So I got to tell you though, I've had some birds hit the window of my house before. Yeah. And then you You go out. Yeah. They've got an answer for it. It's pretty real. They've got an answer for that. They got flesh and blood inside of them. No, that's, yeah, that is advanced bio-organic <laughs> technological exactly. uh, Listen, that they have made to look like They look exactly blood. like birds, Yeah, but they're not birds. But they're not birds. Okay, how can I disprove you? You can't because they look exactly... Yeah. Even the insides. Wow. Like there's no discernible... I will tell you this though. It is kind of weird when you're just walking along and a bird's staring at you because yeah. you're like, oh... It's on. I've got a couple of birds that live in my attic right now. Really? Yeah. They I, found a way through the little flap on the side of the house. I watched them do your, it. Yeah. And they live in your attic. Do they fly around? I hear them chirping in the morning. It's actually kind of peaceful waking up to that, you know. Just what else lives chirping. in your attic? Well, Tommy, I don't know. I'm too afraid to go up there. <laughs> do you have a cat? What will I see? No, no. You should get a cat <laughs> and stick them on the birds. Just put it in the but attic. Then you'll have a cat problem. But then I'll have a cat. So you need yeah. to get a dog. To take care of the take care of cat. the things. Mm-hmm. What takes care of dogs? People. Coyotes. Wow. Yeah. yeah. No, that's true. Do they have coyotes where uh in the British uh yep. Vancouver? Lots of them. We had we actually had mountain lions. So I was down in uh in uh, Louisiana this last weekend. Yeah. And we were walking by uh, they have these little ponds everywhere, which they call the bayou. But where I'm, co- when I'm from, they call those swamps. Yeah. So <laughs> bayou's a better. Yeah. <laughs> it's a nice. It kind of dresses word. it up, doesn't yeah. it? That's not a swamp. That That's a, a bayou. bayou. So anyway, whenever my wife walks by these things with me, she immediately freaks out and push pushes me toward the water, mm. and so that she's away from it, so that. The, all of the alligators who are just on the edge are going to eat me and not her. Yeah. Um, and I, I started thinking that is, we're northerners and we're scared to death of things like that, of the water snakes, the swimming snakes, the uh, crocodiles and alligators and all the weird bugs they have down that part of the world. But if you go down there, they're like, you guys have mountain lions and bears where you you were like yeah sometimes they crawl through the back of my property yeah and they're like no way how could you live there do they eat people and these kinds of things and you're like well sometimes yeah yeah have you seen the revenant that's what they do they yeah, rip yeah. people up start pounding them on the ground which has made me realize that the it's mostly the unknown that we're scared scared of not necessarily the cuz i know australian people who have no issue with spiders the size of your face and uh, and oh jeff dude they fly spiders fly they have spider season in certain parts of australia where actually everything gets covered in webs mm. and the spiders go flying through the sky mm. the mm. wind just blows them and they just go everywhere Do you know and that my biggest fear is spiders what flying ones no well, that's that's a whole new dimension that i didn't realize existed <laughs> just spiders in general I can't stand them. Really? Yeah. Oh, don't you don't want to go to Australia? No, I don't. You're correct. They, they, but see, that's the thing. You're yeah. scared to death of them. But yeah. a bunch of Aussies, they're like, ah, oh, no, it's just fine. We cook them up and eat them <laughs> because they're used to them. But if they yeah. came anywhere near, anywhere near, a, a like a bear, they'd lose their minds. Really? Because they'd be like, that is the scariest thing. I know people who live on on the water in certain places, and I'm like, there are sharks near where? Oh yeah, you see the sharks sometimes. I mean, you're like, what? What are you talking about? Ever seen Jaws? What are you doing out there? (laughs) 
you, you're going to need a bigger gotta, boat. That boat's not slow, big enough. You're going to slowly get out of the water because, you know, if you splash too much, they'll come and eat you. And you're like, oh, well, that's easy. Getting out of the water without yeah. splashing. Yeah. And then the other people, they're like, you live by bears? Yeah. You're like, you just play, you just play exactly. dead. You just lay down on the ground. And Dude, if I've been to Whistler, British Columbia, and you <laughs> on the side, of the side of the path, there'll be these black bears that just sit there and look at you. And so you'll ride your bike right next to him. Like he could take his paw and whack you in the head. Yeah. But you just go right by him. And they just look at you. Until Although the, they will. They until will, the one day that they don't. They Jeff. will chase you. Do you know those? I don't know if you've seen videos or uh, where snowboarders wear headphones and stuff. And yeah. they're videoing themselves on their selfie stick or whatever. Yeah. And behind them is a bear, chasing, a bear them. chasing Like them? that's a thing. Yeah. That wow. they, really, they really do that. What do they do when they catch them? Well, I've never been caught. So <laughs> too fast on that bike. <laughs> Outrun a out outride a bear, no problem. Yeah. Throw this pigskin half a mile. Outrun a bear, no problem. That's well, amazing. I don't need to outrun the bear. I just need to outrun you. Yeah, that's right. That's <laughs> the fear of the unknown. Yeah. Crazy. So I think I yeah, I actually think that's the case. Is the things that we're uh familiar with we don't have fear about. It's the things that we don't have familiarity with that we're that we have great great fear on. See, not only do you come to conversations with Jeff Bucknam to get the truest news and the most outrageous conspiracies, there's a moral to every. But there's story. also the moral uh, of of our our preamble that just really I think sticks with people, brings them back. Speaking of bears, though, the guy we're talking to today, <laughs> what a segue, <laughs> Larry Geisler. Yes, we are talking to him today. He is pastor of Student Ministry. And also young adults uh, at Rolling Meadows. He's whatever we tell him to be. Yeah, he's... he's we he's, just add stuff to his Just title. keep going, yeah. They just keep going. Uh, and uh, and he's he, so young, he's like, oh, okay. Yeah, well, let's go. And you guys... You are, can handle it, Jer Larry. It's yeah. fine. We're all going to go for a couple weeks. You stay yeah, here. You got it. Hold him down the fort. And uh, and so you guys are going to have a conversation. And uh, we're going to hear his story because we believe everyone has a story. And we're going to get into his right now. Let's go. Here I sit with Larry Geisler. Larry, what's your middle name? My middle name is Ryan. Larry Ryan, yeah. L. Ryan Geisler. That yeah. sounds like somebody who came up with some weird form of Scientology, like a, because like L. Ron Hubbard, L. Ryan Geisler. See what I mean? It, yeah. Do you know who L. Ron Hubbard is? I, I don't. I have no idea. Right. Well, do you know what Scientology is? Yes, I do know. Okay, so because he's, of he's Tom the guy. Cruise. He's the guy who came up with it. Cool. But you're young, and you don't need to know those things because Scientology is not a massive. Thing. Where are you? You're from Pennsylvania. I am from Pennsylvania. Okay, yeah. give me your best Pennsylvania accent. What do Pennsylvanians do that's different from other people in the country? Yeah, I think it's well. You don't have y'all. That's no. not a thing. No, no, no. You have use. You have use that in a sentence. <laughs> Get it? See what I did there? Use that in a sentence? No. I, I, I use. What you did I there. use the word use a lot. I mean, I use it every time I. Talk about things being used. Right. No, but like use guys. Oh, that's different. Yeah, it is different. Are you serious? You say use guys? Some people do. Like 
people in the city. Real <laughs> Wait, Philadelphians. Because that sounds like something people in the country would say. No, not, not no, that's city. a city. No, that's a city thing. Use guys, but but a lot of them, like for me, I say you guys. Okay. Not the use. Okay. Where where in uh, Pennsylvania do you live? Closer to Pittsburgh or closer to Philadelphia? Yeah, closer to Philly. So we're like 30 minutes north of the city, the suburbs, Bucks County. People will know that. They're okay. from Pennsylvania. Is that what, what's Bucks County known for? Uh, I don't know. Oh, I got one for you. My hometown, Langhorn. Langhorn, Pennsylvania is in Bucks County. Mm. You definitely don't know this. It's really interesting. Home of the only Sesame Street themed amusement park in the world. Oh my word! It's called Sesame Place. Do they? Although have, like, they did Oscar just the open Grouch a new Land one, I think. And- yeah, uh, I don't remember, but it's half water park, half like dry land rides and things like that. Okay. So I grew up with season passes. We'd go on the rubber ducky ride. It was like the big, the big family flume. Yeah. Has like a big rub, rubber ducky on top. It's five minutes from my house. And is there Ernie and Bert involved in this? Uh, in this, For adventure? sure. I think they had some water slides named after Bert and Ernie. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> I, didn't, I didn't know that. Is it, so this is a place that's very near your home. Uh, yeah. My sister still, has worked there for like five years. So she's still, like up in HR now. She's only... It's still running. It's still running. Yeah. Okay. Uh-huh. Okay. Uh, what did you do when you were growing up? How many family members do you have? You have a sister? I, and- my parents and two younger sisters. Oh, you're big brother. I'm big brother. By how by how far? Um, Abby is about three and a half years younger than me and Ashley about five. Oh, so were you a good protecting big brother or an irritating get out of my way big brother? No, they would tell you this, that I was never really mean to them. So I don't know. What was the meanest thing that you did to your little sisters? <gasps> You can't. Really, I you, I couldn't even really tell oh, you. Larry, I, come on. Probably, I probably tried to push a blame off on them at some point. Well, they're very useful that for that. Yeah, but other than that, I couldn't really tell you something. Oh well, the thing that they hate me for, not actually, but I would tickle them all the time. Oh, like if I'm walking past one of them, I have to like tase them. Oh, even now. E- oh, even now. Now it gets to be my wife. So lucky her. <laughs> so but yeah, it's like a compulsive thing. I have to do it. Okay. But a playful big brother then. Yeah. Yeah. They could count on you. Most times. Yeah. Did you ever have to stare down one of the boyfriends or um, go and speak to some boys who were not being very kind I, There's to her? one that I probably should have, but I was in college. I was away. I didn't know him very well. I, I I really, yeah, I really didn't know him very well. So if I had to, I wouldn't have known that I had to. So, okay. yeah, but he's out of the picture. Uh, my okay. sister's married to a great guy. Oh, that's good. Good old Jakey. That's yeah. good. So uh, how old are you now? I am 26. 26. So that means your youngest uh, sister is just turning 21. She just, yeah, she turned 21 in September. Yeah. Okay. That's great. What do they do now? Um, so Ashley, the youngest, she is finishing up her degree at Liberty. Mm. Did um, all of you guys go to Liberty? No, me and Ashley did. Okay. Um, and then my sister, Abby went to Eastern university out in Pennsylvania. Um, it's kind of near Villanova, but it's a Christian school in that area. Actually, 
Tony Campolo used yeah, to work uh-huh. at Eastern yeah, University. You, yeah, you know it. Yep. I only know it because Tony Campolo was right. there. Yeah, yeah, my mom was there when, actually went there okay. when he was there. Okay. Um, but anyway, she went there. But Ashley, the youngest, she's about to graduate. Um, this will come as no surprise to you, but she has dreams of working for Disney World. Uh- <laughs> Which is something that we are going to get into here. Yeah. <laughs> um, so that's something she is looking forward to. She's entertaining other options, but that's like her thing. Like she's been working at Sesame Place for years and is pretty high up now okay, with yeah. great experience that hopefully she would be able to do that. Yeah. Um, and then um, Abby, she graduated from Eastern with a nursing degree. Okay. Um, she got married last June. Um, and so she got married to Jake. Jake's in the army. They live in Colorado Springs. And so she's for right now, or is he further along in the army so that he doesn't have to move around all the time? Um, is that even a thing? They always have to move, right? Yeah, I think I think it's a temporary, like three-ish years or something like that. What's exactly his job in the? He is an armor officer. I, I know that has to do something with the tanks and and things like that. And he just got a promotion. Um, to where he has uh, people that he oversees. It's a great, de- it's a great description of your brother-in-law's work. It's yeah, got something I, to do with tanks and it, stuff. Well, it, that's how he described it to me. So that's <laughs> that's all I have for you. He's in the CIA, dude. I'm telling you right now. That'd that's not cool. That's not a real thing. He's in the CIA. He's using the tank thing as a cover-up. Yeah. Mark my words. He's working with the birds. What's his name? Jake. Jake. Yeah. Jeez, the guy's driving around. The birds aren't real. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, they're great. That's uh, great. They're out in Colorado. Just got connected to a new church. They're leading a life group. It's awesome. Oh, that's fantastic. Yeah. So when you were growing up, uh, well, I know a little bit about you. So uh, sports was a big thing for you. Yeah, for a long time. So what did uh, what were the what were the chosen sporting adventures? Yep. So I, I gave a lot of time um, when I was younger to baseball and soccer. Okay, never like uh, track or basketball or pickleball. Yeah, or... I did a season of basketball. It wasn't really my thing. What didn't you like um, about it? I just think I wasn't good at it. Oh, yeah. And I'm still, I like, I can hang to an extent with people playing basketball, but you quickly yeah. can tell it's not. Yeah. But the other two you were good at. Yeah, I played I played shortstop and center field. Oh, uh, um, did baseball. your dad the coach? Um, he was actually really the most, he played shortstop in center field as the coach's kid. That's odd. Oh uh, yeah, strange, right? I'm teasing you because <laughs> that's what every and- <laughs> yeah. Um, no, he was he was my coach until I think when we went to from the little league field to the big field. Yes, um, Steve Compton. I was can't believe coach? I remember that was my coach, um, and I did play shortstop, um, but I remember I was so small. Mm. I could barely make the throw from shortstop to first base. Wow. But they kept me there the whole season. Wow. But I remember my first practice, I threw out my arm so bad because I had never had to throw that far. I've never had to throw that far. It was horrible. Um, But anyways, I didn't play baseball that much longer after that. That I think that was my last season. Were you a good hitter in those early days? Um, Yeah, contact hitter. So I could never hit the ball very far. I remember actually... (laughs) Uh, that first season on the full-size field, um, I thought I absolutely crushed a ball, and it was just a solid line line drive single over the shortstop's head. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, I creamed that I thing. Say, That's as good as I can do right there. <laughs> yeah, it was. Um, 
but it's a fast guy though you're speedy yeah stole stole a lot of bases yeah. walked a lot okay um so they kept me at lead off even though my average probably wasn't that high yeah um but a walk for you once you get on first base turned into a double or a triple because you just steal the bases yeah i would steal the bases nice. yeah yeah, it was fun. That was really fun for me. Did your that, teams ever win? Did your baseball team ever win anything? Oh, in Little League, we used to win all the time. I mean, when my dad was our Did coach. Did you go to the Little League World Series? No. So that As was a Pennsylvanian, the thing. that's a thing for you. It is. But that, so there are a lot of really great teams in our area. I never played travel ball because I was always a travel soccer player. Yes. So I would play, you know, Nishamini Little League. And we would win the Little League. I'd go play for the All Star team, which was like where you'd play the the tournament that to get was leading into the, up to, yes. and we would get creamed by those teams oh, yeah. every year. Have you ever gone to Williamsport and watched the I, Little I League haven't. World Series? Yeah, I actually either. haven't been there. But either. it's kind of, I don't it's actually fun, know though. where it is in Pennsylvania. It's, uh, to be honest it's with this you. place called Williamsport. Well, I, yeah, I just don't know where geographically Neither do that I. is. Okay. Dude, if you put Pennsylvania on a map for me, which I'm sure it is on many maps, maybe not all of them, <laughs> but it is, I, I don't know if I could point it out. I am not great with the Northeast. No. No? Really? Pennsylvania seems like one of those states for a Westerner like me that just sort of kind of melds into the Ohio, Pennsylvania. Mm, That's a shame. West Virginia. Like, I don't know where any of that is. Mm. Um, I was shocked the other day to find out, well, you grew up thinking Iowa is way further east than it actually is. And now I'm a little bit shocked that I didn't know that for a long time. So I'm learning all sorts of stuff living yeah. in Chicago. Yeah. Um, you were a really good soccer player. That's basically when I've seen you play sports, it's soccer. Cause mm-hmm. that was your, that's your, that's your heart's that's your first yes, love. I love it. Yeah. Yep. So I quit baseball at 13 mm-hmm. to play more soccer. That's basically what position story. did you play in soccer? Um, younger. I was always a, a defender. So actually me and one of my good friends, Bobby would split halves. I would play half as a defender and half as a goalkeeper. Oh, eventually they were like, why is Larry playing half the game as goalkeeper? And Bobby became our full-time goalkeeper. I was a full-time defender. Um, then when I was about 12, my dad took over the team. He was kind of wished he was coaching the team the whole time, but didn't have right to it because of the organization or something like that. Okay. But eventually the coach quit, and he took over. He was like, yes, I've been waiting for this. Um, and then he made you the str- whatever you wanted it and then, to be. Well, the whole time he was so frustrated that I wasn't playing center midfield. So now, and so I started playing center midfield, and it was strange. Like we we started to make connections with some other people from different teams in the community and whatever, and so our the people on our team started to get better. We started to take some kids from these other teams who were leaving their clubs or whatever, and kind of melded them together to this weird team of misfits. So what, t- okay, but you're okay. When, are you playing in a league or are you playing? Is this a travel, travel, thing? travel team? Yep. So you- I'm, I'm, we're Humeville soccer club and we are the traveling club team from this. The Humeville what? Uh, so we named this uh, team when we were eight years old, we were the Humeville firebirds. <laughs> That's okay. Yeah. Not horrible, no. but we, our colors were blue and yellow. Okay. So the Humeville Firebirds, the Humeville and you, Firebirds, you guys would yep. travel to these tournaments on the weekends. Is it all tournaments based? Oh, uh, no, we had. So uh, for a long time, it was uh, I'm going to forget the the name of the league, but like a more local league until we kind of progressed and moved out of the local league to a regional league that would uh-huh. include teams 
all over the East Coast, kind Whoa. of uh, Virginia, um, Maryland, New York so State. So you'd, you'd be traveling in this league all, all around, and then also do tournaments. Yeah, kind cer- of on the certain side. weekends when the what's the furthest away you ever went for your um, travel team? Not crazy. Um, probably Virginia, I would say. That's a long way, though. Yeah, I mean, it was probably like a... I forget where it was in Virginia. It might have been Richmond, so it, was, it wasn't more than three and a half hours. Still, no, actually, that's not true. It was more like six. That's a long Five way Five hours, maybe. To go play soccer. Yeah. Did your team win a lot? Um, We got to a point where we were winning a lot more. Um, Actually, our... That's what losers is, say, by the way. Yeah, <laughs> well, actually, there's a horrible story with me involved here, so... Uh, we kind of hit the pinnacle of our team at like 15. I was 15 or 16 years old. Okay. And we had our state ranking just was climbing. We're like ranked eighth in the state at Mm. at this point. And we're like, we can really make a run at the state cup this year. We're going to, and, uh, we had a huge win the round of 16. We're like, and we're playing this, uh, this team in the quarterfinal. We were like, we should beat them. They are not as good as. Um, their ranking or whatever yeah. it says. Um, I think it was actually Hershey. Yeah. Yeah. We played Hershey soccer club. Uh, if you're familiar with Hershey chocolate. Yeah, no, that, I was probably called the Hershey chocolates. Yeah. <laughs> That's what I would call myself. Um, but uh, we, we went through overtime to penalty shootout. Um, we went to the ninth penalty taker. So normally for those of you normally uh, penalties are, have just five people. And, yeah. And, and it's so, the first one to basically, Make it so that uh, everyone get you get five kicks, but this it won't always take the five if you miss the first three and your team other makes it the first three, then it's over because there's mm-hmm. no way for them to come back. But if you have nine, it means that both teams have matched each other basically matched all the each way other, through. Making a make, a miss, and a miss. I was the ninth kicker. You were. I was the ninth. That's kind of down in the because there's eleven guys yeah. who are allowed to and kick. I this think ball. it was because. Right, so my dad is the coach. Yeah, and he put and, you ninth. Yeah, <laughs> but I also, like, was not the... If I wanted to take it, I would have said, put me in there, Yeah, let me take it. And that's the difference between me taking it or not taking it. It's okay. the, the confidence. But you so, weren't confident in your... Uh, for whatever reason, yeah, I, I wasn't asking yeah. to take the kick. And but you so, got, it got down to you, though. Uh-huh, and so I... I go up, I'm like. So what's running. weird about these things is that the team, for those of you who don't watch uh, soccer, the teams stand on the halfway line and you have to take this long walk up to the penalty spot. Is that what yours was oh, too? You have, yeah. you have to take this long walk Huge, and the only, there's the. Brutally there's, long yeah, walk. The referee stands near the penalty spot, waits for you to get up there. And then the other goalkeeper standing there on the line, staring at you while you walk up. Yep. They hand the ball to you. You put it down on the spot. Yep. And then yeah. it's and just I you and the keeper. At this point, I don't think I had ever missed a penalty kick. I had actually made a few penalty kicks to win tournaments before. And so I get up to the spot, and I'm running. There's a billion things that you could run through your brain to be like, what am I going to do with this What was going kick? through if, your brain? Um. I think I'm like, okay, do you try to do something to deceive the goalkeeper? Yeah. Or are you just like, am I just going to tuck it away? Yeah. And I was like, well, if I try too hard to tuck it away, I'm going to, I have risk hitting the post yes. or 
yeah. blowing it over. Yeah. And so I'm like, you know what? I'm just going to rely on, I'm going to hit a solid shot towards the left panel. Yeah. Easy penalty kick. Okay. But were you going to go low or high? I don't think I had really okay, decided. Like, it's going to the left of this that guy. That was the problem. So I, I just, I hit a solid strike towards the left, but it was at that perfect height. Yeah. You know, right at the goalkeeper's hand height. Yeah. And so a good solid dive and he's got it and he saved it. The next guy made it and we lost. And so you had to hang that around your neck. Yeah. Feeling like had I not missed that penalty, it would have kept going. Mm-hmm. Yeah. We would have been. That would have taken some getting semifinals, over. State semifinals. Yeah, it was tough. Was that your worst loss? Yeah, I think so. Okay. Yeah. Actually, well, no. Um, my senior year of high school, um, we were second-ranked team in the state. Um, your high school team. Our high school team, yep. And uh, I was having a terrible game. It was our first, uh, our first playoff game. We actually got a bye from the first round in the district tournament. Um. And I was just totally in my head. I, I don't know what was happening, but I was playing horribly. My coach took me out. And uh, basically, this this team that was ranked like 15th or something and we're second um, is putting up a fight. And uh, we go to overtime. Our goalkeeper makes a little bit of an error, doesn't come out to get a ball that he should have, and they Scored. literally tap it in. It was a golden goal, so they won. Ugh. We lost our first playoff game when we were That's one of the favorites to win the state championship. Kids are crying all over the field, yeah. just bawling their eyes out. Um, and I'm just like, I'm just sitting on the bench like, oh, my gosh, I didn't even get to play because yeah. I was like. You know, uh, sports head. delivers uh, a kind of um, joy that lots of other things don't. But more often than not, it Ugh. delivers a kind of stomach punch yep. that – very few things deliver. There's nothing like that. It, I, it, and it's so funny that you get right into it and then you, you feel sick yeah. afterwards. It really will make you want to turn to reading or something that's not competitive, you know, because yeah. you're like, this is ridiculous. Yeah. And everybody thinks that their team always loses because, because most of the time, I mean, most people have only won maybe one or two things in their whole lives and they might've played sports forever. Mm-hmm. but they've only won a couple things. Most people, that's the case. So they remember the very few wins, but every other season on every other sport ended in a loss. Mm-hmm. So after a while, you do. It does yeah. catch up with you a little bit. Anyways, that team did go to the state championship. They lost, okay. but they went all the way. That's good. like, well, that should have been us. But yeah. anyways. Um, Larry, do you, your family's a Christian family, yeah? Yeah, yeah. And Praise d- God. Like you grew up... In church? Uh-huh, yeah, since I can remember. What kind of church did you attend? Um, it was an Assemblies of God. Oh, um, Pentecostal. Uh-huh, okay. which I didn't know. I, I knew nothing about that. just church to you. Yeah, it's just church. Right. Mm-hmm. But for those of you who don't know, the Assemblies of God is a more Pentecostal denomination. So mm-hmm. if you went to, historically, if you went to an AOG church, it, there would be a lot more, uh, a lot of hand raising. You might uh-huh. hear tongues being spoken, not always, but then. Right, right. A lot of vibrancy in the worship and yes, things like sure. that. Um, um, but you liked that. I mean, you were part of that kind of, it was what you knew. Yeah, it was all that I knew. And um, I did enjoy being there. I felt like it was a second home to me. Yeah. You were involved yeah. in the youth group and all of those sorts of things. Yeah. And some of my best friends today are friends that I had from kids' church. Wow. 
yeah, kids' church to student ministry till now. They were in my wedding. Does your family you know? your family still live in the same house that you grew up in? Um, we moved there when I was in fourth grade. Okay, but from and, that and, house, and they're they, still there. Yep. Okay, so you like when you go back home to where your fam- parents lived, it's more memories of ju- you know, like junior high and high school and yeah, all, all, of that, all of it, all of that yeah. kind of stuff. But you went to Liberty. Did you think about going anywhere else to college or I? I had thought, I mentioned Eastern University where my sister went and my mom went. Um, I thought about going there to play soccer. Mm. Uh, It was not a good environment. Mm. Uh, Very non-Christian Christian school. Yes. I didn't like the coach either. Uh, And I just, the excitement of going to Liberty just trumped it. Okay. Liberty's Um, in Virginia. Yep. And you traveled down. Did you see the school before you went? Yes. It was the first school I visited, okay. and I just couldn't shake it yeah. after that. What it's, did you like about it? I loved how huge it was. I like to be around a lot of people. Yeah. Are you surprised? No, Larry, I'm not. Yeah, okay. <laughs> um, so that aspect of it, uh, everything was just grand. Yeah. You know, the academic building huge the yeah. lawns are beautiful the library is just stunning yeah the food jeff you'll be hard pressed to find a, a meal plan yeah in the country that's better than liberties yeah that's not you. a high bar though i don't i've been to a lot of college <laughs> i've worked at some of them and i'm just telling you the food's not good well at most places i i it's, got they, they work on the on the volume principle yeah instead of the quality no principle. i'll tell you we got uh, i got to have chick-fil-a as a meal swipe what yeah so they, um well they did some they i got to have starbucks as a meal swipe wow pizza hut i don't know if you like pizza hut that was a win for me uh, i, I like listen I, when i was in college i would have taken pizza hut over yeah. the meals that we got we yeah. had chicken cutlet so yeah in the morning and that sounds as good as that that tastes as good as it sounds chicken cutlet yeah not good no, it wasn't good at all. Uh, but I'm glad that your yeah, Liberty um, was like that. It costs like eighty thousand dollars a year for the food, but still, that's fine. No, you actually, you I think you would be surprised in comparison to other schools. It's pretty reasonable. It's very reasonable. Okay, yeah, it's not cheap. Don't get me wrong, but when you look at what so other schools are, you look back at your time at Liberty and you think it was great. Yes, I really completely. Do. It it was great. Obviously, like four years of kind of figuring out who you are as a yeah. person will like yeah. have a lot of ups and downs to it. But I look back on those four years, three and a half technically, of they were just incredible. Have you always been uh, like a committed Christian? Has there, has, were there seasons that you were not? Or are you one of, the, one of the types of people who are like, no, my great parents grew up in the faith believed it, continue to grow in Christ. And yeah, I've had moments where I don't, you know, right. that I struggle and stuff with feelings and stuff, but never. I will say that I have always been a committed Christian, though I had my dabbling with rebellion in high school. Okay. But not. Not, not on a grand not scale. Not on a grand scale, like kind of just yeah. normal things that stupid high schoolers will get into for yeah. approval or but when you were in fun but when you go to college you're pretty you're committed to christ you're going to go to christian school yeah. and you're committed to christ and so yeah you, you so, got the liberty and you studied well so basically i after graduating high school i didn't really know what i wanted to do um i 
did my first semester at community college, which is a big part of my story. Really? Is, uh, yeah, I, I was not a hard worker, Jeff. <laughs> so is a hard worker in school because you didn't care about school? Yeah. yeah. Like you've, it's, Larry, I've been around you. You work hard at the things that you care about. Yes. But I'm assuming that mathematics wasn't one of them. Well, I actually, well, funny enough, well, I, I did enjoy right. algebra. I was pretty good okay. at it. But anyways. <laughs> um, English? No, I hated English. Okay, then so we'll go with English. Actually, my senior year of high school, I remember one semester, I think I got a D in my honors English class yep. because I just didn't write the papers. <laughs> I just didn't do it. Yeah. Uh, and so my parents, rightfully so, are like, I don't know if this is a good idea yeah. for you to go away to Virginia and, and... And not write papers. And not do the papers. Yeah, so I did community college. Um, I played soccer at the community college. It was all right. Um, very different than a four-year school like Liberty though community, yeah. most community colleges are, are commuter based and that kind of yeah. stuff so it's kind of lonely I'm assuming yeah it was funny uh, you know gosh it feels like a blur but like I had some rhythms like there were these two unlikely friends that I knew from high school that you know after our morning class we'd go to this uh, corner bakery cafe and like eat breakfast and drink coffee in between classes, like, I don't even know how we ended up being friends. I think we were all just kind of in that weird yeah. stage, and we just would go do that, and then I would go to class, I'd go home and eat lunch, and I'd come back for soccer practice, and... Pretty standard yes, life. But, but you, did you wrote, the, you wrote the papers, though? No. <laughs> so actually, this, I actually preached on a, on a Sunday here, the one sermon I got to do, I told this story of... Basically, <laughs> my history class was horrible. Worst professor I've ever had. But we had weekly papers that I was supposed to be writing. I didn't write any of them. And uh, it's like the last week of the semester. I'm like, I didn't write any of these papers. I, I don't know what I'm going to do. And I just looked up like, hey, articles on this topic, this topic, this topic. And I basically plagiarized like five papers. Wow. <laughs> and Too bad chat GPT wasn't there to yeah, save right. you. Nowadays, you can nice. do that. In fact, most people in English classes probably are as we speak. Yeah, it would, yeah, it would but, have been nice. But no, because I, I, I was desperate. Yeah, so you, played, you plagiarized them. I did. I did. I was desperate um, because I was like, well, if I don't, if I don't have the grades i'm not going to liberty next semester right and so i was just like i need to, totally so to, to do get, it to go to the christian school you place i i did community college isn't that funny that's great <laughs> lots of other christians probably the same thing uh yeah. did they find out or is this no, the first no, time people no, are gonna no, find no, out no. right now no well they found out okay i didn't want you to like last august but <laughs> yeah my mom said something about it didn't know that but great message honey <laughs> <laughs> um, but no, uh, I turned him into my professor in his office, just begging for forgiveness. Would you grade these papers, yeah, please? Yeah. And he did. I got like a C plus in the class and the rest of my grades were fine. So, and so that got you to Liberty. Yeah. But it was, so it was that semester. I actually at the same time was started kind of leading small groups at our student ministry that I grew up in. Mm. And, uh, I remember one time being in the car with my mom. We were driving probably to the church or something. And she asked me, because I, I didn't know what my future was. I didn't know what I wanted to do. They could kind of tell yeah. my parents. 
And my mom's like, have you ever thought about doing something in ministry? I'm like, hmm, not really. Mm. Uh, and it just like kind of took root yeah. Um, to where I just kept thinking about it. Um, so when I did go to Liberty the next semester, uh, it was very much like, what is my future? What kind of things am I, do I want to do with my life? Um, so I went in undecided. My dad's an ER doctor, so I was kind of interested in, in the medical field. Um, I took a lot of science classes in high school mm. for that purpose. Um, I was thinking something around um, biopsychology and psychiatry. Wow. Um, and I think I, I enjoyed it, and I kind of knew you make a lot of money doing that. Yeah. Um, and I was like, well, that's kind of what I grew up with, but the world needs good Christian counselors and psychologists. So yep. I'm kind of justifying like this. Oh yeah. No, that's good justification. Yeah. We all do it. Right. And, uh, we say that stuff. I've heard, I've heard lawyers say that the world needs good Christian lawyers, but they don't realize that that's a contradiction in terms. Anyway, mm -hmm. go ahead. Yeah. <laughs> wow. Yeah. I, that's a joke. Oh, come on. All the lawyers out there. It's not the worst <laughs> joke you could hear about yeah. lawyers. That was profound though. That's What's good. what do you call a thousand lawyers on the bottom of the sea? <laughs> a good start. Huh? No, a good start. Did you hear my joke? What do you call a thousand, I, went over my a thousand lawyers on the bottom of the sea? A good start. No, uh, it's going over my head because they're drowned. No, no one no, else gets it are. either. So I'm it's not pretty alone. dark. It's pretty dark <laughs> and pretty mean. To the lawyers. Oh, I, sorry, lawyers. By the way, I love lawyers. I think they're great. Jeff's a good pastor, I they, swear. And he really loves lawyers. <laughs> anyway, I'm just teasing. So, um, yeah. So, yeah, you're right, though. The church, the world does need good good Christian lawyers, needs good Christian doctors. Yeah, but basically what was getting beaten over my head the whole semester was, like, just this nudge of, like, I don't know about that. Like, it doesn't. That this didn't seem like the thing until one night um, I was outside behind uh, the Welcome Center at Liberty. If anyone knows where that is, you might actually know what it looks like. But anyways, I'm out there. Um, it's like late. I'm praying. And it was like I got smacked in the face of just the realization that I couldn't describe. But like I didn't want to do the psychology anymore. Mm -hmm. Like I knew that the Lord had made me to do ministry. It was like all the yeah, it's real the calling. dots the dots are connecting of like how I was crafted to do this. Yeah. Well, it's great. To, I mean, um, it is actually great when when you know there's people who've been called to ministry who've never had that kind of experience, but when people do have that experience, it's fantastic because it is something you look back to and say, "I know I'm yeah. here because I was there, and I really sense this is what the Lord wanted me to do." Yeah. So you did. You decided to study for for ministry. Yeah, I remember I went back to my dorm and I told my roommates, like, hey, I'm changing my major. I finally have clarity. <laughs> um, and yeah, like I called my student pastor from back home and figured out, okay, do I want to be a youth ministry major? Do I want to be a biblical studies major? Right. And I just thought it was much, much more wise to study biblical studies. Yes, broader. Um, and when are you going to get the chance again to study the yeah. Bible for right. four years. Yeah. Um, and I'm so glad that I did. So you come out of college and your first job is Harvest Bible Chapel. No. No. 
Where where was I? It? I got hired for a two year residency program. Oh, at, tw- at, at Twelve Stone Church. That's right. Um, in Northeast Georgia, just north of Atlanta. And that was working with kids, though. Students. Yep. Yeah. Okay. Yep. That's so, um, middle school and high school students. And I you was, felt there that your that this was what you wanted to like. It confirmed to you that yeah, this is what I'm. I want to do. Oh, for sure. Okay. Yeah. Even before that, I had done a summer internship that like kind of confirmed that like an affirming of you can do this. God equipped you. Yeah. Was it only a two year, like you had to leave after two years? Yeah. Unless, unless you get hired. Okay. Um, so that's always a possibility. They tell you, look, it's not about that. And it, yeah. and it wasn't, it's about training and equipping yeah. pastors to be deployed across the country and so um, you, in the world to do ministry. And you, and you found out about Harvard? Like, what, did you find out or did somebody give you a call so, or like what happened? I'll try to give you the short version of the story. Basically, COVID happened in the middle of this, right? Mm. So that was a big shift. A lot of people were questioning their futures in ministry. A lot of pastors like, yeah. is this what God has for me in the future? And yeah. so a few people on, on 12 Stone staff actually um, ended up resigning. Actually, it was crazy. When we came back after COVID, um, our pastor, Kevin Myers, great, great man. Um, he led our first all staff back. And he says, today, every single one of you are resigning your position. Nice. Every one of you are signing a letter of resignation. And you are going to search your own heart. And you are going to talk with your supervisor. And you are only going to sign back into your contract if you are 110% into what God is doing here. And it was like a big wake up for a lot of people, I think. And one of the student pastors at the Brazelton campus ends up seeing, you know what? I think the Lord has something different. Me and my wife are going to go do real estate. Um, And my buddy Trevor and I end up getting transferred over to that campus to be the interim student pastors. Mm. Um, We go over there. Um, It's really fun. He's one of my best friends. We're actually roommates in college. Crazy story. Um, He was in my wedding. One of my best friends. And, uh, he ends up getting hired at um, uh, Cross Point Church in Nashville like very shortly after that. He leaves. So you're all alone at this new campus. And so now it's just me. And I'm talking to my coach, Jacob, like, what are we going to do here? And they end up making the decision, well, Larry is the interim student pastor at Brazelton. And so for a full school year, I was there doing separate middle school and high school ministries and did you, de- did you destroy it no ah, I, like see? To, I, I like to think that you know i brought a lot of energy um, to it good energy yeah. and um really you know it was a tough time obviously yeah. for everyone coming out of COVID, so why not stay we, there well that's that's the part that brought me here so um that was what was going through my head i was like stay it, there for a long time uh, yeah because Right. If they hire people out of residency, it's like, yeah, there's never been a more perfect, like obvious, yeah, perfect totally. situation. You're already doing the job. They'll I'm hunt. already doing the job. I was hoping it would come kind of soon, but I remember in January, 2021, um, kind of surprised that no one had talked about the future of that with me. And I sat down with, um, our campus pastor who was in the process of transitioning to be the executive there actually. So had a lot on his plate, but basically basically told me they're not hiring they're not going to be hiring a full-time person for that position oh so all of a sudden now a lot of our funds had been frozen yeah because of of covid COVID. yeah um and 
So now you got to find a job. And now I'm like, wow, didn't expect that. And I was kind of bitter, yeah. kind of upset. I was upset for like these students. I'm like, are you kidding me? You're not going to, yep. you're not going to have pastor for these kids. Yep. Um, it ended up working out great because I was looking for jobs. Um, I just saw a job posting for Harvest Bible Chapel. Um, I, you know, filled out an application that got to back to me really quickly. And I, so I started going through it. It's interviews. usually a sign of not good thing. No, just kidding. <laughs> And <laughs> they call you immediately. Hey, um, oh, you still available? <laughs> yeah, I had been talking to another church in Charleston, North Carolina, or oh, South Carolina, very pretty which down there. Very nice. Yeah. Um, but um, I had uh, some conversations with uh, Tommy Kreitz, our host. Yeah, and uh, he was hot. He he. You thought this is my this is where I can I can work. Well, he drilled me on some theology, which is great. Um, I, I enjoyed our conversations. Um, yeah. Then I got to talk to him and John Smith. Yeah. And I, I just felt like John was, I mean, he's a, he's a, uh, he's good at asking questions. Yes. John. Very good. And so he was asking me like just the right questions to, so that I got to talk about the things that I was right. passionate about in ministry. And I couldn't wait to come up here and, and visit and check it out. Yeah. Um, um, and so I did, and I got to talk to, those guys and Dave Learned um, and Heath, the last student pastor here, and Ashlyn, uh, and just had a great time. Yeah, felt like they really appreciated the kinds of ideas that I had, but also um, were asking me a lot of questions to make sure, you know, we've got somebody who can thrive in this environment. Um, and so it was very clear to me yeah. that. I was supposed well, to man, be you've here. done a great job here. You really have, and you've been thrust into hard, some hard stuff, right? Because yeah, 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 you know, when you came, you actually got here right before I did, right after, right before, right before I did, yep, like and a month or two. Yeah, before. I remember meeting you, and um, yeah, it's not been the easiest couple years. No, <laughs> in it's ministry, been, it's been wild. It has been very, very wild. But okay, so but the upside is that you met uh, you met the love of your life here. I did. And she's and she's, she's gone. Le she's now. left the room. I looked over to okay, see so, her, and she is gone. So uh, her name's Stephanie. Yes. You show up here, and she's working here already. Yes, she is. She's she's working in the women's ministry, kind of brand new women's. Actually, she wasn't at the time. She was doing something else, but then she gets thr thrust in that brand new into the women's ministry. She's going to direct the entire women's ministry of the church. She's 27, 28, something like that. She was 27, yeah. now 28. And yeah. you're like, what? No, in, like early on, no interest? Um, at that point, I think where we both kind of were is that there is something uniquely fun about our friendship with each other. Okay. Like whenever we're having a good time in the office, it's because... We're both there. Yeah. Whenever something funny happens, we're like laughing and looking at each other. That Those for me were like the first. Or signals. The first signals. All like right. What is that? Did you ask her out? I did. It took a long time. Why? So basically, I, I was unsure as to whether Stephanie had interest in, in some other people. Oh. And so I'm like, all right, I respect it. Yeah. Um, but basically through um, you some sent, time. Yeah, you sent her a little note that says, do you like me? No, yes no, or no. no, no and no, she no, ticked no. the yes box. You got to be classy with these things, Jeff. Yeah. Um, but anyways, um, let some time pass. Um, 
and realized that was not the case. And I think definitely December last year or yeah. December 2021, I was becoming very interested. And yes. actually some folks around here were on to us. Yeah. And they even were though we weren't on, like we but didn't. They were encouraging you, weren't they? Well, not really. Not Publicly, not verbally. Uh, they're trying not to be all, they're trying to get all, all up in your business. No, but I, I'm telling you, yeah, it was a topic of conversation. Really? Behind well, the I scenes. appreciate that no one was like, like what's you going have on to with Larry? This. Is yeah. he that dumb to not notice that there's this beautiful single woman who's right there? And yeah, well, I was figuring it out. Yeah, okay. You know what? Well, I was man. praying to the good Lord <laughs> to make sure I didn't screw it up. <laughs> so uh, you asked her out. And what yeah. was your, where was your first date? Um, our first date, well, actually the story of how I asked her out is okay. really interesting. Yep. So I called Ashlyn, who, who worked here yep. and knew Stephanie and I very well. Um, and I asked her, hey, is this a good idea? Do this? She was like, yes, you have to do that. Next day, Stephanie gets in a car accident. <laughs> and she totals her car. Oh, she has wow. a concussion. Um, so you went to the hospital. No, I didn't. Asked her no, 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 no. Okay. Um, but I was thinking of asking her out the next day and then she wasn't feeling well. And then I was like, is this wrong to ask out a concussed woman? Yeah. Like, is that, <laughs> am I breaking the rules? Um, but I, so I waited a week, but I had offered to her and her sister, Lindsay, um, Hey, if you need a ride yeah, anywhere, can I can drive you because they, neither of them had cars. And Steph says, Hey, can you drive me to, um, the neurologist? So I'm like, yes. And the I door swings wide open. I take her to the neurologist. I'd never been so excited to be in a doctor's office. And um, they go to our church, actually, as well, Martin and Roslyn. Yeah. Um, so we, we take um, her to her their office. They're like, what's going on here? Uh, we go to get coffee afterwards. And I was like, okay, this is it. I'm going to ask her. And I go to drop her off at her apartment. And I just said, would you like to go on a date with me? Yeah. <laughs> Um, and she says just very quickly and sharply, like, yes. Oh, and I think I said, lovely. I think I said, are you sure? <laughs> <laughs> well, look, she's got a concussion, dude. You don't want to take advantage of the, I do have one quick question though. Um, she's not still concussed though, is she? Cause you I know, don't think so. She's not going to wake up one morning and forget the marriage and all that, that 50 first dates thing. Awful. Okay. I don't think so. Just making sure that'd be awkward. Yeah. Like who are you? I have not seen signs of a concussion <laughs> but anyways yeah first date we went downtown uh That's went great. to a comedy show we went to uh uh the starbucks reserve because she nice. said she'd Roastery, never been yeah. there i was like i can't believe you've never been there yeah so took her there it was fun I and we got married downtown so we just it's not important. not at the same time no yeah no. just <laughs> months later you no. guys are a great couple by the way your wedding was Thank a you. few weeks ago yeah, and a uh, beautiful weeks weekend uh, for everybody. It was uh, my first time seeing. I've I've been a pastor for a lot of years with lots of young young adults in on our staffs and stuff, and so I've you know been parts of marriages that were formed at my at my other churches, and so I'm very happy to see this was my first here. I feel like uh, I feel like we're on the right track now. So That's right. Well, thanks th for being there. Yeah, well, you know what? I wouldn't have missed it at all. I had to preach a sermon yeah, on Saturday did. night and drive uh, quickly back, but I really enjoyed seeing all of it. Stephanie was, of course, beautiful. I included mm -hmm. her in my sermon that very night, 
and the next day. Yeah. She's talking about how she uh, was the bride who is coming through the door, and that's a foretaste of what it'll be like when the church finally meets her groom. Mm. Um, Larry, I do thank God for you. I want you to know that, that honestly, it's been really great having you here at Harvest. Um, there's some really, really excellent things that you've done and are continuing to do. One of my favorite things in ministry is to see young people develop and you get to see over the years, the fun in ministry for me is to see how people develop over the years to get better um, than what than what they were. There's kind of a feeling of like satisfaction that you get from that saying, mm-hmm. ah, we, we, we were part of that person's development. And so the ministry that they're doing down the track is partially due to because due to what they learned here. So I'm really excited about all of that. Um, and you and Stephanie are great. So God bless you. Thank you so much for sitting and talking to me. No, thank you. Absolutely. And uh, to the rest of you, we will catch you next time.